G'day and welcome to On The Road. My name's Scott Gibbons and On The Road is your show. It's a show where we, we travel, we go all around this great nation of ours, we talk about caravans, we talk about motorhomes, we talk about tents, places we can go, places we can see, places we can enjoy and it's just a fun show. So if you're ready to go on the road, I'm ready to go on the road, let's go on the road together, here we go. G'day, it's Scott Gibbons and welcome to our 40th show. Last week was 39, this week's 40. Isn't that fabulous? The fabulous part is that we've got to say thank you to you because you're our listeners and you're listening to us all the way around Australia, which is just outstanding. And we're getting calls, well, we're getting contacts, if you like, from overseas as well. So we've got people in the UK, people in Canada, uh, people in New Zealand. It's stretching all over the place. So it's, it's just thank you, thank you, thank you. So 40th show. And the other thing that we've got for you this week is that you can contact us. We're going to make it easier for you to contact us directly. So Jason, the boss, said, Scotty, we've got to make things easier. So I've got an email address for you. So if you want to send us some some information that you would like us to, to put into the program for you, then that would be lovely. If you've got a product that you think is really really good and we should mention it then you tell us if you're a sponsor and you'd like to sponsor the program then you do that as well because the sponsors that we have they're loving it they're loving it and they're getting more and more out of it so here's the email address if you've got your pencil handy it's scott that's s-c-o-t-t that's me scott at on the road media m-e-d-i-a dot com dot au so scott at on the road that's the name of the show because we're on the road every week with you so scott at on the road media m-e-d-i-a dot com dot au so there you go there's a little plug for us and a little plug for you because without you the show doesn't happen so thank you to you and one of the good parts of the whole week is that we're starting to open up again And if you're going to open up, then you're going to have travel. And if you're going to have travel, then you're going to need a travel agent. And if you're going to have a travel agent, then again, get your pencil out because you're going to love this lady. She's so good. It's Donna Barlow Travel. Donna Barlow Travel. Now, easy to contact her. You just give her a phone call, 1-800-678-555-1-800-678-555. And whatever you want to do, whether it's business travel personal travel if you want to book a cruise and you don't have to go cruising this week you can wait until they bring them back and then you know she can book you a year ahead two years ahead whatever you want if you've got an event that you want to put together oh by golly is she good at putting events together i've for the last three years i've been on an event with her and her whole organization which is all about type 1 diabetes i get to go along and and we make everybody happy and i'm telling you this lady can organize things that i don't believe anybody else can do so if you want flights if you want travel insurance because local flights are available if you want a local flight you've got to give her the chance to earn your business because she is so good and been in the industry like forever forever knows everybody by first name i would think so here's the phone number again 1-800-678-555 or you can go to the email address which is donna d-o-n-n-a barlow b-a-r-l-o-w travel t-a-r-a sorry (laughs) t-r-a-v-l Geez, I hope you wrote that down right. .com.au. So Donna Barlow Travel.com.au. And I'm telling you, if you want a travel agent, you will have a great time with her and she's fabulous. Now, if you're going to go traveling, then you might want to go across to the heart and soul of Australia. You might want to go across and see Uluru. And I don't blame you if you do. And again, the local flights are starting to open up. So if you want to go to the heart and soul, it's not only breathtaking, it's not only majestic, but Uluru is just unbelievably enormous you've got the rich ochre tones and they change the colors of that rock change throughout the hours of the day so you can have different colors looking at the same rock all the way through so if you want to you can head there easily from alice springs and then if you're driving then you just turn west off the stewart highway and then onto the Lassiter Highway, and then away you go. And, and you might think that you're going to see Uluru pretty quickly, 
Well, it's not Uluru that you're looking at immediately. You're probably going to... Mount Connor's lookout is about a kilometre to the east of Curtin Springs and it provides oh, excellent views, excellent views. And you're looking at this mesa and they reckon it's about 700 million years old. So that's just fabulous. So it's a big tabletop mountain. It's about five kilometres long and two kilometres wide and 244 metres high. You won't miss it. <laughs> you won't miss it. And as you head further, about another 100 kilometres westward towards Ayers Rock Camp, and bearing in mind Uluru used to be called Ayers Rock, so Ayers Rock Campground at, at Yulara, you might even find some wild camels on the way and you'll find some lovely, uh, lightly vegetated red sand dunes and, and you'll get beautiful views of Uluru and Katajuta. I mean, you will get beautiful beautiful views and these giants well they reckon they're about 550 million years old as well and they came as the as rainwater gradually washed sand and rock from the then larger Piedmont ranges to the west and deposited on the plains and then after say 50 million years these deposits were compressed into rock under the weight of the inland sea that covered the area and then around 400 million years ago the sea disappeared followed by the shifting of tectonic plates and that caused Uluru's rock to tilt to 90 degrees and then softer rocks have since been eroded and that left the magnificent Katajuta and Uluru standing alone. So, hey, if, if, the, if the sea disappeared 400 million years ago, where was global warming then? Nobody was talking about it then. <laughs> so, and if they were, you might not have had these beautiful, beautiful things. So here you go. <laughs> So the Uluru and Katajuta National Park, it's on a Commonwealth Reserve. It's a World Heritage Area. It's listed for its outstanding natural values as a living cultural landscape. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. And the Aboriginals have been there for about 22,000 years and, and they're the traditional custodians of Uluru. And, and so you've got a, a little pamphlet that you'll get which will say, welcome to the, the Anangu land. Uluru, Katajuta, so that's there. But the, the first view of Uluru that you'll get is, is as you head towards the Uluru Katajuta National Park. But it's just, it's wonderful. It's an Australian landmark. It's the biggest rock in the world. And that's what they call it, the rock. And it's got a girth of 9.4 kilometres. So if you haven't seen it, if you're going to go travelling, then you call Donabalo Travel, you get yourself some plane tickets, you hire a vehicle, and she can help you with the hiring of the vehicle, and you go and see this because it's magnificent. So you've got a girth of 9.4 kilometres, a height of 348 metres, and another two-thirds is estimated to lie underground. So there's a lot of it there. <laughs> it's gigantic, as they say. And it looks completely different up close. From its various aspects, you'll get unexpected sculptured contours and ribbing and patterns and caves, and the colours change each day. They're absolutely spectacular. So you'll experience the highlights at different times of the day. So at daybreak, you'll get a, a, like a salmon colour, a, like a pink tone. Then for a short time, it glows an iridescent red before it settles into the familiar ochre colour. But by about midday, the rocks orange-red hues blend into a colour of the surrounding desert sand and then at a distance it appears to be like a bluish purple and then when the sun gets low in the sky at sunset Uluru begins to glow ember orange before becoming a rich terracotta red so and then a deep purple will gradually what a good name for a band eh but a deep purple will then gradually creep upward from its base before transforming onto the soft pink. So, and then when it rains there, well, the rock turns grey with waterfalls cascading down its ribs. And it's just magical, magical. So the nearby cultural centre, that's built in the form of two snakes. So it's a destination itself. So you can learn about the Anangu culture and the history and the lore and the knowledge and the religion and the philosophy and as well as the significance of the walks and there's art galleries and a cafe and there's souvenirs and uh, yeah you'll buy stuff i bet you buy stuff <laughs> but there's the Mallow walk there's a base walk and the base walks about a 10.6 kilometer loop takes you about three and a half hours uh, and you, you'll you probably see some wild camels while you do that, so that'll be lovely. Uh, and then there's a notable feature, of course, of the walk is is the water hole, and that's home of the ancestral water snake. So you, you've got beautiful things there that you will see and memories that you will make, and it's just just terrific. 
So the main sunrise viewing area, there's two cultural and scenic walks with views of both Uluru and Katajuta. You've got to do that. You might want to go on the Women's Business Walk. So that's something you want. And, and you might find there that they'll help you collect some bush tucker and, and they might show you some traditional children's games. And then if you want to, you might be able to go on the Men's Business Walk. And that's, you know, it's all there for you. So if you want to find out more then you can contact the Cultural Centre, and, and that's easy to do. So if you go to parksaustralia.gov.au forward slash Uluru, Uluru, U-L-U-R-U. So parksaustralia.gov.au forward slash Uluru. And I would reckon, I would reckon to see rain on the rock would just be something that everyone wants to see. And if you're going to see it, that would be great. And if you can't, Let's hear about it because John Williamson does Raining on the Rock and if you haven't heard Raining on the Rock for a long time, oh, you're in for a treat. Here he comes, John Williamson, Raining on the Rock. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. We're on the road and we are on the road. How good is that? So if you want to go travelling, you take your four-wheel drive, you take your caravan and if you can't do any of that, then you contact Donna Barlow Travel and she will help you. DonnaBarlowTravel.com.au and here is John Williamson, Raining on the Rock. to gold We've just come out of the Mulga where the planes forever roll And Albert and Amagira has painted all the scenes And Ashara's changed the luster of his land And it's raining on the rock In a beautiful country I'm proud to travel this big land Like an Aborigine And it's raining on the rock What an almighty sight to see And I'm wishing on a postcard That you were here with me Everlasting daisies and a beautiful desert rose Where does their beauty come from, heaven knows I could ask the wedge tail, but he's away too high I wonder if he understands It's wonderful to fly And it's raining on the rock In a beautiful country and I'm proud to travel this big land Like an Aborigine And it's raining on the rock What an almighty sight to see And I'm wishing on a postcard That you were here with me The mesmerizing colors of the olders Or the grandeur of the rock Uluru has power And it's raining on the rock In a beautiful country And I'm proud to travel this big land like an aborigine And 
it's raining on the rock What an almighty sight to see And I'm wishing on a postcard That you were here with me Uh, you know, a little while ago, uh, Marie Hobson did a story on what she called the Triangle of Gems in Caravan and Motorhome. And these three places are just fabulous. And if you haven't been to them, you've got to put them on your list because they, they're so good. So they're nestled in the northwestern New South Wales and you'll find this little triangle of, of golden small towns, if you will. And they're just waiting for you. Like they've all they've all got treasures for you. So if you take... A week or so, and, and you just use these three towns. So you're going to go to Manila, you're going to go to Bendemeer, and you're going to go to Sheba Dam. And, and you'll go away, and you'll be determined to return. Because once you've seen them, you'll love them. And, and I've been to all of them, uh, and, and Manila is just, oh, it's gold, it's gold. Bendemeer, it, it's located between Tamworth and Armidale, and it was first settled in the 1830s, and it became known as the Gateway to the New England because it's a river crossing and it's provided the only route to the Tablelands after a bridge was built in 1874. So the town hugs the banks of the McDonald River and it's popular with trout fishers. So if you <laughs> if you like trout fishing, that's where you've got to go. And it's just a quiet little hamlet and it's, and it's being bypassed by the New England Highway. So that's terrific. Now, you've got a, a beautiful historic two-storey hotel there and, and you'll often find that pretty well busy with, with the bistro and things going on. Uh, now that we're open, <laughs> you can expect it to be busy. And nestled, you've got rolling lawns which which stretch down to the waterway, and it's just it's just beautiful. So if you want somewhere nice to go, that's a good thing. Now if you go in winter, then you've got to be prepared to rug up, of course. But the good news about Bendemeer is that you can park your car, and then you can just walk to the Well Stock General Store or the Bowery Inn, and that's a community cooperative with a a wonderful collection of arts and craft, and you've got really enthusiastic volunteers who will serve you morning tea and light lunches and just lovely just just lovely so if you're into bowls then you've got the bowling green right next door to the pub and then if you stroll along the delightful little village then you've got uh, you've got fat lambs in paddocks probably and you've got families on bikes or people paddling on the river and kayaking and things and it's just a beaut beaut place to go and there's so much to see and do but it's just pretty and if you like pretty that's what you want to do so uh one of the beautiful things that's coming up at, at bendemir is what's called the gray fergie tractor muster so it's the gray fergie tractor muster which is the old ferguson tractors now the date for the next one and this is so good i hope is the 19th to the 21st of march 2021 now it's only on every three years so this is worthwhile going to and what they're doing this time is is uh coordinating it with the Land Rover, the Land Rover Club. So you'll have a bunch of Land Rovers there as well that you can go and, and see and ogle and do all the things. So and at other times, the community hosts the annual Australian Bushman's Camp Draft and the Radio Association Rodeo and the Colours of the Autumn in Bendemeer. They have the Art and Craft Exhibition. So, But it's cold in winter. <laughs> cold in winter. Lovely in summer. So you choose when you want to go. But yeah, a lot of us like winter, don't we? Then you've got the Sheba Dam. So if you head south towards Tamworth, which is only about oh, 40k away, you turn off the highway just after Moonby, which is towards Nundle. Oh, we had a beaut time in Nundle. Nundle's lovely. And Hanging Rock and then through Dungowan. Uh, and, and then you venture to the, the country music capital, if you want to, which is Tamworth. And, and you can just stock up on all your music, whatever you want. They will have the music there for you. And then you head towards Willatree, taking the Nundle turn off before Wallabadar. And if you want to, you can just stay a while. Stay a while, do all the things, because the road to Nundle is sealed. And and at the heart of the northern, it was the New South Wales gold rush was there in the in the 1850s. So it's a very pretty town. It's famous for its Go for Gold Chinese festival at Easter. 
Uh, and that's not the only draw card, of course, because they also host the great Nundle dog race, and you can explore the historic Nundle uh, woolen mill. Oh, that's if you haven't done the woolen mill, you've got to do that. And then there's some beautiful historic buildings, and the Nundle Peel Inn, it's got beautiful history. So day trippers there, you'll love that. And then you can wind up the mountain towards Hanging Rock, and that road, it's, it's a well-maintained road. It's good. It's steep, but it's good. So it's steep in sections, but it's, it's good. But it's well worth the climb. And after passing through the gold mining village on the, on the way to Shuba Dam, you, that was constructed, by the way, by the Chinese workers uh, by hand, constructed by hand over three weeks in 1888. And then you'll, you'll love the twinkling waters and the dam and the way it just sparkles between the trees. It's just pretty, pretty, pretty. And then you've got some camping areas there and there's this beautiful bush around. You can go for a trout, have a go for a trout if you want to. And in late summer, you've got blackberries. So it's just a lovely, there's a little spot, there's a jetty there and an artificial beach for swimming. If you want to have a little swim, a little artificial beach. So it's good. You can have an artificial swim if you want to. So nearby lookout provides you with an enormous, uh, or a, a, yeah, an enormous panoramic view right down the valley, and you've got the Pioneer Cemetery. Now that's a sad reminder. The last burial there was in 1935, but if you wander around, you'll spot a memorial to Mrs. Henry Ashton. Ashton, she was the wife of the founder of Ashton's Circus, and Mrs. Ashton, Mrs. Ashton died in childbirth at Hanging Rock, and she's buried in Maitland. So. You know, there you go. And in summer, Shiva Dam, it's, it's a it's cool retreat. It's lovely from the heat. And, and but be prepared to rug up again if you go in winter. If you go in winter, you've got you to rug up. I think that's worthwhile noting. But if you go to Manila after returning to Tamworth, it's well worth pointing your car towards Manila because it's only about 48k away. And it's just delightful. It's a farming town. It's close to the water playground of Lake Keepit. So you've got fishing and boating and camping and... There's soaring and gliding and there's you've got easy access to Split Rock Dam and you can book into the Shady River Gums Caravan Park and you'll receive a lovely welcome. And then the sites are generous, the amenities are clean, they're plentiful, the park's nestled on the Namoy River and you've got a weir at one end and delightful little mini falls and there's a great place to swim and kayak or fish. And, and for kids, I think it would just be terrific. So there you go. There you go. If you want to take the kids' bikes with you, they can have a little bike ride around there. It's a lovely area if you want to have happy hour. And there's a small kiosk, but the town's only a short drive or even an easy, leisurely walk away. There's plenty of great eateries and you've got some lovely places. I know the milkshakes that we had, oh, the milkshakes that we had in Manila are phenomenal, phenomenal. So there you go. You've got some places to go there and you've got a museum there. Lovely museum. It's right in the main street. So fabulous, fabulous. <coughs> now, speaking of fabulous, great news this week. Great news because we had uh, William Callahan, who was a non-verbal autistic child, and uh, he got lost. He got lost for three days. And Ben Gibbs, a local hero, he found him, and that was so good. And that came back to the story of Stephen Walls, who was a four-year-old back in about 1960. And Johnny Ashcroft did a song about that. Now, here's something interesting. Johnny Ashcroft's song, not only got to number one, it was copied in the US, like they did a cover version. Jimmy Dean in the US did a cover version of it. Uh, another fellow in the UK did a, a cover version of it. And the, the song was just going gangbusters, gangbusters. And then Graham Thorne was a, a little young kid who got kidnapped because his family won the lottery. And Graham Thorne got kidnapped and uh, Johnny Ashcroft uh, stopped the radio stations playing his song uh, because part of the song was little boy lost and a little boy gets found. Well, Graham Thorne didn't get found. So uh, he's the only artist ever to have his, uh, you know, to stop play, if you will, on his song. So uh, just an amazing, amazing man. So I reckon we should... On behalf of Stephen Walls and William Callahan and Ben Gibbs and Graham Thorne, for that matter, uh, we'll, we'll play Johnny Ashcroft's "Little Boy Lost." You'll enjoy this. It's a lovely song. If you haven't, if you haven't ever heard it, uh, you, it'll bring a little tear to your eye. But it's a lovely, lovely song. So here's Johnny Ashcroft. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. It's great being with you. This is show number forty. Here we go with Johnny Ashcroft. <laughs> In the wild New England ranges came the word one fateful day. 
to every town and village that a boy had lost its way. All the townsfolk quickly gathered and the wild bush horses tossed as they went to search the ranges for a little boy lost. They went out to search the ranges for a little boy lost. A lad of just four summers, Stephen Walls, that is his name, and nobody doubts his courage. Cause he's hardy and he's gay But there's danger in this country That man has seldom crossed And they wonder if they'll find alive This little boy lost And they wonder if they'll find alive This little boy lost Came the night Came the morning upon the street for they comb the wild bush country on a thousand aching feet they searched every hidden valley though his trail they never crossed and their hopes are slowly fading for this little boy lost and their hopes are slowly fading for this little boy lost the blazing Sun beat down upon the earth that final day With heavy hearts they prayed to God above to show the way When from the scrubby gully came the voice they've ne'er forgot Where's my daddy, where's my daddy, cried the little boy lost Where's my daddy, where's my daddy, cried the little boy Our New England ranges There's a boy that's known so well There's a story that the townsfolk And the bushmen often tell How he fought a rugged country Where man has seldom crossed And a mother's prayers were answered For her little boy Oh, yeah, Johnny Ashcroft, and so good, so good. In fact, that song was so good, they made a movie called Little Boy Lost, and that was released in, in fact, it won an award. Germany chose it as an award for decency. So it was released in 2005, released again in 2007 on DVD, and, yeah, so there you go, a little bit of history for you. Now... Where are we going and what are we doing? So if you're buying your first caravan, what are some of the things that you need to be aware of? Well, you need to be aware of what you're going to use it for. What are you going to use it for? Is it is it just for touring or do you intend to go off-road? And if you're going off-road, do you need semi-off-road or do you need radical off-road? And most times, most times you can just tour and then park the van somewhere. And if you want to go radical, then you can go radical with your four-wheel drive and, and you're fine. How many of you are going travelling? How many of you are in the van? So do you need the van to cover for two? Do you need the van to cover for more than two? Can you drop down the table and make that into an extra bed area for one or two people? Or do you need to have bunks? as well. So, you know, you're taking kids, you're taking grandkids, because, you know, we're not all grey nomads, are we? We are not all grey nomads. There's a lot of younger folk getting out there too. So you've got to look at the comfort side, how comfortable you want it to be, or how rugged you want it to be, how much space you need for you, or do you need more for speed? What sort of travelling are you going to do? Are you going to be travelling quietly and nicely and looking at all the sights and seeing everything on the way? 
or are you going to be blasting as fast as you can to get to the next stop? And if you're doing that, obviously you're going to miss out on some of the wonderful, wonderful sights that you're doing. What size fridge do you need? Do you need an awning? And if you need an awning, then, you know, you go to our friends at, at Annex Solutions. They'll organise an awning for you. If you need a... Maybe if you've got extra people going with you or you want extra space, if you're going to be staying for longer at some spots, then you want an Annex. And if you want an Annex, again, you go to Annex Solutions. That's nice and easy. That's what you do, annexsolutions.com.au. Now, if you're buying a used van, then what sort of things do you need to look for? Well, obviously, there's the obvious things you need to look. Does it leak? You know, is it leaking? Is there rust under the chassis? Does it have clear title? If, if go back a couple of weeks ago and Jacqueline Bold from boldtcrc.com.au, she was telling us all about the title checks that you need to make sure that you're buying. Now, of course, if you're buying from a dealer, then you're getting clear title. You go to Paravans, they check all this stuff for you. Paravans.com, they just do everything for you. They even test. So you need to test all your appliances. Do, do your appliances work? Do your taps work? Does the toilet work? Do all your lights work? And that's what they do. Before you take your used van from Paravans, it goes through a total, a total workshop test so that you know that everything's fine and you're getting clear titles. So that's a beaut thing to allow for. But, you know, are the brakes fine? Are the bearings fine? And it may be. Maybe you bought one recently and you think, ah, gee, I need to get that checked out. That's what you do. You go to bold, tcrc.com.au. They will check that for you. They will give it right through and they'll make sure that everything, because they've got everybody there. They've got mechanics. They've got electricians. They've got auto electricians. Pardon me. They've got the lot. So whatever you want done, that's what you do. Nice and easy. Now, some of the people, here's something interesting, because we said that we're not all grey nomads, aren't we? So if you're going camper vanning with kids, I, I I had Michael and Michelle, and they've contacted us, and they've said, listen, we wrote this thing for you because we went camper vanning with the kids. They don't own a camper van. They'd never done it before. And they said some of you might think of being, uh, it might be a big cringe, if you will, <laughs> being with just the thought of being stuck in a tin can with the kids right in the back screaming, are we there yet? And don't they do that? Are we there yet? And what Michelle said is, let me tell you, the holiday had its moments, but the, car- the camper vanning trip with the husband and the two boys, and the boys were aged 12 and 7, and they went from Darwin through to Alice Springs, and it goes down as one of the best holidays they've ever had. One of the best. And I think that's a lovely thing to say. And then she said, from the freedom of being able to drive your accommodation wherever you please, to not having to worry about finding a service station for toilets when your seven-year-old says, I need to go, even though he only stopped 20 minutes ago for them for a loo break and he swore he didn't need to go again. So there you go. If you've got your motor home, then you've got everything there for you. You've got it all there. You've got the toilet, you've got the shower, you've got it all done. So she said it was tricked out with all sorts of storage space. There was no trouble to find the places to store all the clothes, the playing cards, the drawing stuff, the food, the drinks that they had to pack. And they all had soft pouch bags for each family member with their underwear and their clothes. And that meant that keeping track of everything was just so much easier. And it just kept everything neat and kept everything tidy. Good thinking, Michelle, well done you. So she said, when, when we're all living in the same small space and with three boys, including her husband, <laughs> it gets messy and those undies are bound to get mixed up. So it's paramount. One tip is, is, is to make sure that all your, all your luggage is soft, that you've got no hard cases. And this way you can pack it down and store it for the duration of the trip. Good, 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 good. And we, she said, we spent a bit of time putting one case up and down from the overhead bed, and that became a little painful. So speaking of beds, the camper had an overhead queen and the table converted to a double, but was really only suitable for one, she said. And the lounge at the back converted to a comfortable, small queen bed for two. So she said she tended to leave the lounge bed set up and she never used the table one because she found that a bit tedious and also handing the mornings for breakfast if it was cold out. So that's clever. And mostly she said it was nice. We wanted to be sitting outside. We were exploring anyway and the van had storage on the outside underneath for the camp chairs and a table and an extendable awning. It was easy to use on the outside. The arms double as good towel rails, good clue there. And there was a TV, a DVD player inside, which we barely used, but we let the boys buy some secondhand DVDs at a market 
to keep them busy on a few nights. Now, if you're going touring, you, you, you go to the, the charity shops, you go to the Salvos and Vinnies and whatnot, they've got a heap of DVDs and you pick them up for a dollar or two dollars or three dollars and they're fabulous. And then when you've watched them and you had enough, you just donate them back into another Vinnies or Salvos or whatever, Red Cross shop, whatever it be, uh, Royal Flying Doctor Service, any of those, you drop them back in and they get another dollar, two dollars, three dollars for them again and somebody else is happy. So really good. So the DVD player, good thing. So she bought the second-hand DVDs and then beating mum and dad at the cards was more on the agenda for them. So she said we stayed at roadside places which had unique pubs attached, which added to the experience for the boys. And then they did the big four thing too, and they jumped on the bouncing pillows and they hired little quad bikes and they rode around the park and everything had its own appeal. So she said they spent 10 days humming along in, in their motorhome and it was a good amount of time for their little family. And would they do it again? Absolutely. So you don't have to have grey hair to go motorhoming. You don't have to have grey hair to go caravanning. You can take the kids and I think that's a beaut, beaut thing to do. So there you go. So our, our audience is getting younger and younger and younger. I think that's fabulous. So that's like living in a child's dream, isn't it? Just reading that, listening to Michelle and Michael on, on what they did, it's like living in a child's dream. And if you're going to have living in a child's dream, then you might as well have them from the Master's Apprentices. Here they are from 1967, the Master's Apprentices living in a child's dream. You enjoy this one. We'll be back with you real soon. Oh, yeah, Masters Apprentices. I could listen to them all day, every day, I reckon. I think they are just so good. Now, when you're speaking, you're so good. Betty, one of our fabulous, fabulous listeners, she contacted me and said, listen, we've got to do something about soups because it's wintertime and you've got to have some simple recipes of soup. So I've got a simple, simple recipe for you. If you've got your pencil, you've got your bit of chalk, you get ready to write this down. There's not a lot to write, though. It's really good. So you've got your chicken noodle soup. Here's the ingredients. You'll need some coconut milk. Uh, some fish sauce, a little bit of lime, a little bit of cilantro, and basically what you're going to have is Thai soup. Tom Car Guy is what they call it, but it's just terrific. So it's just, it's like a little mimic on 
a chicken noodle soup. So you've got your chicken noodle soup, and then you take half a can or more if you want it. It's up to your taste of coconut milk, then a teaspoon of fish sauce, and that all that does it just adds a, a little deep complex flavour to it. And then just before serving, you stir in a tablespoon of lime juice, and then if you want to, you just serve it with some lime wedges and some chopped fresh cilantro if you want it. But otherwise, hey, you've just got a lovely Thai chicken soup, nice and easy for winter and fabulous. Now, if you want something else that's nice and easy, then you better get down to Wentworth. Now, Wentworth is where the Darling and the Murray Rivers meet. And it's just charming. It's just charming. It's just brimming with history. So it's once, once was Australia's busiest inland river port. Now, it's, it's near, it's near Mildura. So nice and simple to get to, uh, not in a day. I mean, unless you want to go flat out, but you don't want to go flat out because we're relaxing, aren't we? So it, it's on the Murray. So if you want to, you can hire a houseboat. You can venture into the Mungo National Park. You can start your famous Darling River Run if you want to do that there. At the turn of the century, Wentworth's Wharf was oh, bustling. Bustling was the word with paddle steamers working the rivers. And you step back in time by boarding the Heritage 1907 paddle steamer called the P.S. Ruby. You can jump on the P.S. Ruby because it's just, it's just there for you. And you can enjoy a scenic cruise through the, the confluence, if you like, of the Darling and the Murray Rivers. And there's a viewing tower overlooking the river junction. And at the Junction Island Nature Reserve, you can walk to the point where the two rivers meet. Oh, how nice would that be? And another wonderful way to experience the area's beautiful rivers and tranquil billabongs and riverside red gums is on the guided kayak tour. So if you want to do a guided kayak tour, you can do that as well. And then you can follow the Wentworth Trail to uncover the town's top attractions and the historic buildings, including the heritage-listed Old Wentworth Jail and the Ferguson Tractor Monument. So Ferguson Tractors, how good's that? So you can pick up a map from the Wentworth Visitor Information Centre. You can get advice on other things to do in the area. You've got the Wentworth Pioneer Museum, so you can see fossilised remains of Australia's extinct megafauna and more than 3,000 artefacts from the area. Of course, agriculture plays a big part in that area there. And the whole family, I reckon the whole family, if there's a whole bunch of you, you'll just love the tractor tour of Orange World, which is an orchard of more than 10,000 trees. Then you can take a little short drive out of town. If you want to play golf, you can play golf. That's there. You've got the Trentham Estate Winery. Or you can sandboard down the Perry Sandhills or, or go to Mungo National Park and have a Mungo-guided tour. It's just wonderful. You're, you're going to have a terrific time. It's about six hours' drive from Melbourne, about 12 hours' drive from Sydney. So it's a, I would reckon you'd call that a multi-day trip. You know, you're not just going to do it in one day. Um, but, gee, it's going to be nice when you get there and, and you've got the airport. If you want to fly in, you can fly in. But otherwise, there's accommodation options there. You've got the caravan park. You've got riverside campsites. You've got everything there. Just wonderful. But Wentworth's lovely. And, and while you're there, just duck across and have a look because it's in the Wentworth region is, is the Riverboat Rods model paddle steamer display. Oh, this is a beauty. It's possibly the largest and only collection of its kind in the world. So he's got over 30 handmade replicas, handcrafted, amazing, intricate detail, a lifetime of work. So he's got them on display and he constructs each paddle steamer as closely as possible to the original design, but much, much smaller, of course. <laughs> so many boats he's built, they range between, set to build them, there's something like 300 to 700 hours just to build them. So you'll have a good time there. Entry is by donation. Now, I would reckon if you just give him a fiver, you might you might get in. I think that'd be a nice thing to do. So, because what he wants to do is cover the cost of printing the information, pamphlets and the detailed descriptions. And of course, he's got the shop there as well. And it's, it's currently located in the main street of Wentworth. So there you go. That, that would be lovely. And it's diagonally across from the Art Back Cafe, the Art Back Cafe. So that's one of the things you do. Oh, while you're there, duck into Mildura and have a look at the Mildura Holden Motor Museum. So they've just got, I think, about every old Holden there. Their history is fabulous. Yeah, very funny story, funny in its own little way, of, of how they got this museum going. It was funny, sad, you could cry, crack a tear, whatever you want to do. The, the collaboration of the Mildura Holden Motor Museum is a result of one man's passion 
and love for Holden cars. And it was just a, an unrealistic aspiration at one time. But Ron Morello, he made it happen. But his, his obsession started over 35 years ago with he had a successful earth moving contractor and, and he was called out to quote a job for his neighbour to clear the land and prepare construction. And he was given very strict instructions that everything, everything had to go, including an original 48215 that was known as the FX Holden. I had one of those. I had one. And it was in pristine condition. It was tucked away in a storage shed. The keys were in the ignition. And then Rod, he crushed the shelter, including the car. And then he realised what he had done. And, and he's still wondering to this day what possessed him to do it. So to make up for it in 1975, he was still suffering from the guilt of crushing the FX a few years early. He started to look around for the same model Holden to buy and kept his eyes on the papers. And in January 81, he bought an original local FX Holden sedan. It's blue in colour, 42,000 miles on the clock and lovely. And from there, he started this museum. And when you have a look at the cars that he's got in his museum, the gallery is just amazing. So the kids will love it. The kids will love it. You will love it. The history is just fabulous. But he's got everything in there. So if you want to see the EKs and the FBs and the old FJs and the HDs and EHs and EJs and whatever else you want, ah, oh, you've got to do it. So that's called the Mildura Holden Museum. And I reckon that's something that you'd want to go and do. You'd want to go and do that. So there's so much to do down there. If you want to do so much, that's where you go. You go down to Wentworth, pop into Mildura, spend some time, do something. Oh, look, the... The trees down there, the foliage, the gum trees. The gum, you know, they talk about the river red gums and whatnot. The gum trees down there are fabulous. If you're going to have gum trees, you'd probably want a home amongst the gum trees, I'd imagine. If you're going to do that, you might as well home amongst the gum trees with Bull and McCanker. Why don't we listen to Bull and McCanker? Home amongst the gum trees. We'll go down to Wetworth. We'll have some hot soup. We'll pop into Mildura. And we'll just look at those gum trees. And at the same time, we'll listen to Bull and McCanker. Here they come now. Hey, you enjoy that. We'll be right back with you just after this song. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. We're on the road with you every Sunday. And if you want to find out more, if you want to go back through some of the podcasts of the show, because this is show number 40, and if you want to do that, you just go to, you just go on to, oh, what's the website called? It's called ontheroadmedia.com.au. Ontheroadmedia.com.au. You go onto that website. You'll just click your way through to the podcasts and you can do it anytime you like. You can have all the shows there or 40 of them are there for you. You're welcome to share them. You're welcome to tell other people about them because, as I said, we've got people all around Australia and now all around the world listening to us. So there you go. So, And if you want to find out more, you can send me an email to scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au. That's scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au. But Bull and McKenka, here they come. you enjoy that. Here we go. I've been around the world a couple of times or maybe more I've seen the sights of that delight on every foreign shore But when me friends all ask me the place that I adore I tell them right away Give me a home among the gum trees With lots of plum trees A sheep or two, a kangaroo, a clothesline out the back Later on we'll settle down and mull up on the porch And watch the possums play Give me a home among the gum trees With lots of plum trees A sheep or two, a kangaroo, a clothesline out the back Veranda out the front and an old rocking chair There's a safe way up the corner and a wool down the street And I knew like that you'd open up when they regulate the heat Round. And a pumpkin vine out the back 
And John Williamson does the version of that too, plus Miller McKenka. It's just one of those beaut Aussie songs, home amongst the gum trees. I think it's just terrific. Now, being terrific, winter's here, and sometimes you get some aches and pains, and sometimes those muscles are acting up, and sometimes you're thinking, oh, what can I do? Well, I'll give you a clue on what you can do. You can call Niagara, N-I-A-G-A-R-A, niagara.com.au. They're an Aussie company, Aussie company. So good that they export to the world, they manufacture right here in Australia, manufacture that is, and then export around the world. So what do their products do? Well, all of the Niagara products, they're listed on the Australian Register of Therapeutic Goods. So that's terrific. And they're also registered with MedSafe in New Zealand as a class 2A medical device. So these are fair income products. They're not toys. They're not little things that you just buy out of the camera shop. No, these ones you need to have a demonstration so you can feel, actually feel what the product is doing for you. So it's not something you just buy out of a box and you think, I've got it. No, they'll show you how to use it because it is that good. And what does it do? Well, clinical studies have shown it will increase your local area blood flow. It'll assist in the reduction of musculoskeletal pain. It'll increase your joint mobilisation. It'll reduce excess edema, which is the swelling. And that's whether the cause is vascular or lymphatic. It'll assist in the treatment of wounds, where an improvement in local circulation is a factor. And assists in the, the treatment of pressure ulcers, where an improvement in local circulation is a factor. So if, if you know someone who has aches and pains and needs, needs something that really can help them, then can I tell you, go on to Niagara, N-I-A-G-A-R-A, niagara.com.au. You talk to them, they'll make an appointment for someone to come out and show you the range of products, and by golly, I've known these people for so long, they are outstanding. Products are outstanding, the people are outstanding, their whole philosophy and ethics are outstanding. So Niagara, N-I-A-G-A-R-A dot com dot A-U. So you'll really, really like them. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people want to get into a four-wheel drive club because if, let's face it, four-wheel drives are taking off everywhere and you've got a whole new range of four-wheel drives coming through this year. And if you're going to buy one, a lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to buy a four-wheel drive. Well, that's a terrific idea to do. That's a terrific idea to do, but you've got to know what your four-wheel drive can do and what you can do with your four-wheel drive. And the way you do that is to join a four-wheel drive club. Now, I'm a member of the Toyota Land Cruiser Club. So what they do is they have, and most clubs will do this for you, they have a basic four-wheel drive training course. Now, that's included in your membership. So the club offers a wide range, this is the TLCC, of course, a wide range of four-wheel drive relevant camping and touring and lifestyle courses. And they're all free, with the exception if you do the first aid course, because that's a special course that you've got to do. But the courses include driver training, and you can go as often as you like. They've got club properties. The, The TLCC owns two large country properties. One's down near Metagong and another one's down near Goulburn. They're both about a three-hour drive of Sydney and they're available for the members free to use whenever they want for as long as you want, as long as the government allows us, <laughs> as long as the government says yes, you can do it. So with a few minor exceptions, of course, that both properties have big sheds and free barbecues and beautiful places to camp and hot and cold showers and flush loos and all the things. And then you've got the social events, you've got a whole heap of those, and they they get organised each year. And some are held on club properties, and some are held at other Sydney venues, and there's 
amazing social events like there's kids parties and Santa comes along and there's adult parties and there's um, Easter bunny pops along and it's Halloween and fun carnas and trivia nights and bush dances and you know there's even big fireworks in June so that's magic and then you've got the four-wheel drive trips that they do because they plan the trips and you can become a trip leader if you want so the trips might go for a day or a weekend or one or two or three weeks or even three months and the trips are graded for difficulty. So, uh, and again, the trips are free. So you can go along to a meeting. If you want to check them out, then you can go along to a meeting and you just give them a call. So if you go on to tlcc.com.au, tlcc.com.au, you check them out. But there's clubs all the way throughout Australia. So I know we're national and I know that you're not all just going to go to the TLCC. But what I'm telling you is join a club and let the club teach you what your four-wheel drive can do. And again, more importantly, what you can do with your four-wheel drive. Because I'm telling you, they're amazing bits of gear. They are amazing bits of gear. And when you want an amazing bit of gear, then where do you go? Well, you go to off-road systems. Because if you've got a four-wheel drive, then you've got, to, you've got to dress it up. You've got to make sure that the back of your vehicle is ready for you to go camping and has all of your toys and tools and everything already set up. So what have they got? Well, they specialise in the four-wheel drive storage solution. They are the four-wheel drive storage solution specialists. Again, they're Australian. Again, they manufacture here, and that's what it's all about. So they are just to really say their products are strong, they're quality, they're affordable, and they're a great-looking product. So if you want a set of drawers for the back, you don't want nasty overseas imported gear. You want Aussie stuff. You want stuff that's really good. And they've got a large range of drawers. They've got accessory products. You can browse through their website. You can have a look. And they've got even new, even larger list of, of draw sizes available. They've even got aluminium ones. So if you want super light drawers with a super, super strong, but they're made out of aluminium. So if you want to find out more, then you go and you want a four-wheel drive storage drawer system, then you go to ORS, which is Off-Road Systems, and you find them nice and easy. Get your pencil out again. Offroadsystems.com.au. Offroadsystems, or one word, .com.au. And they are just terrific. If you want to give them a call, 46476322. That's an 02 number. So it's 02. Four six four seven six three double two oh two four six four seven six three double two and they are just terrific people you will really really enjoy them now there's more isn't there more you're going to have more you're going to have more songs i reckon you want more songs because what we want to do is just go everywhere and john denver because we only play australian music and john denver wrote this for us he wrote this song it's called sing australia if you haven't heard it it's a beautiful song. So John Denver's going to sing Australia because we're now allowed to go and sing Australia again, aren't we? We're now allowed. So if you want to tell us some of the things that you want to do with the show, you tell us, scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au, scott at ontheroadmedia.com.au, because that's what this show is. It's on the road. We're on the road with you. We're on the road with you each week. So you go to the website, ontheroadmedia.com.au, and you can contact us and you can tell us all the things. And if you've got a product, if you're a sponsor and you want your, your product on the show, you tell us. And we will tell people about it if we think it's a beaut product. So away you go. You do that. Hey, here we go. You enjoy the song because we're just going to, we're going to do this now. We're going to have Sing Australia with John Denver. Here he comes right now. Come to Australia as many people do to see the old koala hitch a ride on a kangaroo to hear somebody call me mate and call somebody blue to hear an aborigine play a didgeridoo. Some of you came as prisoners two centuries ago Some of you come as kings and queens your blessing to bestow Some of you stand all swelled with pride, some with shattered wings 
But all of us come with open hearts to hear Australia sing. of the overflow Crocodile Dundee The myth of all creation The teaching of Biome The legends of the dream time For all eternity In this celebration Of a brief 200 years the cost to build a nation in blood and sweat and tears and if we stand divided divided we will fall but if we stand together we shall conquer all in the desert Oh, yeah, John Denver, Sing Australia. You know, he wrote that for our bicentenary because he used to come out here so often. He was a quasi-Aussie, if you like, because he married an Aussie. He married an Aussie and he was out here so often. He'd come out to visit the in-laws. He came out here for the bicentenary for when he wrote that song. He even flew from Alaska for Kevin Jacobson's This Is Your Life uh, just a few weeks before John Denver died. So, uh, pretty pretty good man, pretty good man. Love his music, love his music. Now, there's some things that we've just got to do and one of the things we've got to do is we've got to get out there and we've got to see Australia, but allow, allow when you're doing that, that there's been a lot of stress going on. You know, we had the drought, we had the fires and we didn't even get over the fires before this COVID-19 thing came in. So the country needs us. It needs us to get out there and spend some money to see them, to do some good things, but allow that they've been stressed. The folks in the country have been stressed and we haven't been able to go and see them and they haven't been able to get out as well. So look after our communities, you know, allow that they've been stressed, we've been stressed, so get out there and just have a good time. Spend some money and enjoy. And that's what we really want to do, isn't it? Because, you know, if you've found caravanning, if you've found motorhoming, if you've found camping, if you've found tenting, all those beautiful things and you love them, you know, you might be new at it and you might say, oh, 
I've found a new love. I've found a new love. And if you've found a new love, then you've got to listen to Lonnie Lee singing it all the way from the 60s when Lonnie Lee sang it. If you want to contact us, you can. You just go on the roadmedia.com.au. I'm Scott Gibbons. It's fabulous being with you. You go to on the roadmedia.com.au. And if you found a new love, you enjoy Lonnie Lee singing with you. And we'll be with you next week. Hey, in the meantime, have a great time. And we're on the road together. See ya. I found a new love. She is a true love. I found a new love. Last me all of my life. I, I had an old love. Last me all of my last me all of my